San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? You bend my heart and mind and you warp my soul. Your stone walls turn my blood a little cold. San Quentin, may you rot and burn in hell. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Flintlock Faction. Uh, this is, of course, the self-appointed scummiest show on the internet. And, of course, I am your host, Jay Flintlock. Uh, today, uh, Mr. Spicy Patriot from Redacted Radio has blessed us with his presence. Say hi to the folks. Hey, man. Uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, so... As my audience knows, we always start off with an episode or with a uh, with an introduction in AA. So, Anarchist Anonymous, hit me with your story, dog. My name is Ned. Hello, Ned. Uh, so, yeah, as most everybody I've come across in this particular liberty movement, uh, I am a recovering statist, and uh, a lot more recently than than a lot of people know. Um, I've kind of talked about it on my show. Uh, I voted for Donald Trump in 2016. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I really believed that he was uh, he was pro Second Amendment. You know, people were talking about stuff like the uh, the Hearing Protection Act and uh, national reciprocity for concealed carry. And there was it seemed like there had been more positive movement in the Second Amendment community than anything else. Um, so I voted for Trump, and I you know I I didn't know any better. That doesn't really excuse it, but that you know. That's, that's where I was. So I voted for Trump and then, yeah, uh, he was not pro second amendment at all. Um, a lot of people like to argue on whether or not he's passed more gun control to than, than Obama has kind of doesn't matter. He's really destroyed, uh, a lot of what was left. And, you know, as like the, the, the curtain got pulled back. Um, and so I, I, I really felt politically homeless, uh, which is an awkward feeling, especially for somebody who had, you know, been quote unquote raised right. And, uh, you know, like the Republic, I loved Reagan. The Republicans were, you know, they were, uh, they were the people like they were, they were, they were doing all the right things. And it was those dirty Democrats ruining everything. Right. Uh, and so like I going from there, I, I, I really turned very introspective and, uh, started kind of like examining my own morals and examining well, like examining a lot of different things. Like I felt betrayed by the Republicans, but I knew I couldn't side with the Democrats. Uh, and I didn't know much about libertarianism and I didn't really know much. Uh, Gary Johnson was running at the time, <laughs> but um, I, I kind of got into it uh, through memes. Like I, I think one of the first pages I found that I followed pretty consistently was uh, uh, Boogaloo boy um uh, to shout out to him i think he has his own podcast but he doesn't he doesn't put out very much content um but from there it was a pretty pretty short dive from being like a like a republican to an anarchist like i probably took a couple weeks to like maybe a couple months um it was it was a swan dive off that cliff and uh yeah uh now, now i'm trying to do as much reading as I can and, you know, 
what, what I, like I do call myself an anarchist. It's, it's funny that you brought that up. I have turned from more of an anarchist into, uh, I guess, a minarchist. In, okay, in, so in you went backwards. Uh, yes and no. Okay. So I will never stand in the way of anarchy, and I truly believe in those principles of nobody has the right to govern. The okay. biggest problem I see with our country right now is that nobody, like the vast majority of people are not ready for a stateless society. So you believe in a stepping stone concept? Yes. I, I, it's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, no. It, it, so like, a, a lot of people say a lot of the same things. For me, I just I don't think that people are ready for it. Um, I think it's kind of the, the, the frog in boiling water, anarchy being the boiling water. If you put it right in there, like the frog's going to jump out. But if you, if you gradually boil that frog, you can, you can eventually get to the point where people accept that you don't need government running your life on every level. Okay. That's kind of what they did with, um, that's how that's i mean that 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 could also be described of how we got to this point where uh the people wanted very, to be, very wanted to be free were in the water and they slowly turned up the temperature on the amount of state power and now we're we're fucking dead in the water and we didn't even know it very very true um i i know i heard it on another on another podcast i don't remember which one since i i just used to eat sleep and you know breathe libertarian content um but somebody <laughs> said that <laughs> you you know you know that phase like the second you really discover radical, it, you just, yeah dude you can't get enough of it and uh it's it's wild but somebody said that uh the government doesn't plan for next year they don't plan for the next five years they're planning a hundred years down the road yeah they, their their plans that are currently affect you know taking place right now I would say bare minimum uh, they they already had these things you know planned and in, in, in the works 40 50 years ago um, so yeah, so on, kind of on, just on, adjust, adjust when necessary yeah uh, you know no, nothing nothing but fine tuning once once the plan is in motion um, so. It's it's hard to fight against that kind of particular machine, um, especially you know it's like when they have not only they've had the plan for so long and they've had it's like they have all this money, they're you're fighting an uphill battle as as a libertarian. Um, so that's that's why I am not what some people would call like a red button anarchist. Uh, if you if you were to dissolve the state overnight. A new a new state, whether it's from a foreign power like China or Russia taking over to uh, kind of fill the void if America were to go under overnight, or you know a bunch of like different regional city state almost type things just pop up if if America's government were to collapse, that would be inevitable. I don't know which one is more likely, um, but if the state disappeared now by this time tomorrow, there'd be a new one, and it'd probably be worse than what we have right now. Well, I always like to think of it as like uh, right now it's the strongest that it's ever been. And so if it goes down now, the next one will be half as weak. And so it'll be easier to take down. When that one goes down, another one will eventually crop up. It'll be a f like a quarter of the strength that it is at this current point. So I don't know. I mean, but, you know, that's a theory that I have. And there's no way right. that's, that it's going to be fucking proven until the fucking inevitable collapse. So we'll see right. when it happens. 
And, and so like that, that's an interesting point and it's, it's very optimistic and I, I do, I do like it. Um, I just think that libertarians are like, even if libertarians across the board united, there's still a there, like if the state were to dissolve, there'd still be a bunch of other factions that, you know, it's like, yeah, each one is, you know, way less powerful than it used to be, but there's more of them now. Most definitely. So, so like, yeah, like individually they are weaker, but you still have to take on a bunch of people that or a bunch of, you know, factions for lack of a better phrase uh, that disagree with you. So I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's, it's something, to, it's something curious to watch. Uh, I just want to get away from it all. Yeah, I get that, man. Um, I've actually slowed down on content just cause like one, it's the only thing that's in the news right now. I've covered it. I've beat it to death. And, uh, you know, uh, on, on Instagram at least. Um, but it's the only thing on the news right now. And it's, it's like toxic as fuck. I got my yucks and I got my laughs and now it's like, okay, I'm waiting for the next thing. So I get it. You got to fucking slow down every now and again and kind of just step away from it. Oh yeah, dude. I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of self care. Um, like this, this stuff is important. Don't get me wrong. But it can't be the only like it can't be the only thing that runs your life. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, and I I remember I remember pretty distinctly um, when I when I first got into like the the liberty movement and the boogaloo memes and all that other shit. Uh, it was kind of the only thing I could talk about, and man, my friends must have hated me. <laughs> I feel that. So. That that would be my my message to a lot of the a lot especially because there's a lot of really young kids in this movement. I say kids. I'm 28, um, but you know, don't like it's important. Liberty is important, but don't don't forget to live your life either. <laughs> That's fair, but uh, but so, right now it still is the biggest part of. Uh, biggest thing on uh on tv i mean recently we had oh, uh we man. had the presidential debates uh getting ready for the next one but uh i know that you and i both watched it it was uh i'm not I, i'm not gonna lie i think uh i don't think uh, many people from our community did watch it i think i'm the only one who finds it comical i uh, see i i thought it was hilarious there were some pretty good memes that came out of it um from from an objective standpoint, I really thought the debate was trash. Uh, it, it so something I realized is that these debates, both to libertarians and Democrats and Republicans, it's entertainment. Oh yeah, that's that's really all it is. I in in the uh, what ninety minutes that that debate lasted, I really didn't glean too much of policy that was going to be introduced or changed or repealed uh, that would positively or negatively affect the American citizen. All I heard was, you know, I was like, Oh, people, people don't like this and that's your fault. And they just trashed on each other for, for an hour and a half. Yeah. We're, we're uh, I think uh, um, a common thing that Biden said was we're battling for the soul of America right now. And I, I find yeah, that. I, so I, I, I remember hearing that a couple times. <laughs> it's it, 
It's so uppity and snotty and just pretentious nose in the air garbage over battling for the soul of America. But like, man, if, if a politician is battling for the soul of America, I'm, I'm about to suck, start a fucking shotgun. Cause that's, that's we're <laughs> fucked. We're fucked. Dude. I said, I said that to somebody the other day and they just looked at me and like, Oh yeah. Suicide jokes are only funny on the internet. I shouldn't oh. say that out loud. Oh, my bad. Fuck. <laughs> but no, no it's, it's, it's funny um it's funny that you say that yeah i i don't know dude like these it's it's wild to me that people watch the debates and then still think that voting for either one of those fucktards is a good good idea oh man and well i mean and the fact that they think that christopher wallace was impartial i mean have you seen the uh have you seen the next moderator moderator they're gonna have no, I haven't, but it's, it is funny that you mentioned uh, Chris Wallace. A lot of people made the point that it was more like he was running for president and Biden was the one that was moderating. Oh, yeah, he even, um, he even stopped and said, uh, hold on, I got a quote here. Uh, looks like I'm looks like debating him, not you, to, to Chris Wallace. Uh, and uh, yeah. a lot of people did notice, like, Biden was a fucking mumbling asshole, just, like, staring into the camera trying to like fucking reach through and touch people's kids through the camera and Christopher Wallace and fucking Trump <laughs> were screaming I, at each other. Yeah. I, I, I noticed a lot of, and you know, I do think that I, I, I don't, I don't agree with, with the debates or, or politics. I think the, the office of president is a dumb fucking idea. We have a King, but I don't think it was unfair of Trump to, to make that comment that he did of, of saying that, well, it's, it's more like, you know, you and I are debating, um, because it's true It that was, that was probably the least objective that of a moderator that they could pick, uh, which is truly unfortunate because it just lends it to being more of a, more of a spectacle than, you know, Hey, we should talk about things that's going to affect our constituency because this is who this is for. Right. Um, and I really think, to, to kind of put on my statist cap for a second, I, I would, I could definitely see where Republicans would say something along the lines of uh, that Wallace was probably picked in order to be able to better jump in and defend Biden so that Biden didn't look like the bumbling fucking idiot that he is. Yeah. Well, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a fucking, um, he's, he's uh, like an old school Democrat, like, uh fucking member of the party like he's he like he has his marching orders and they tell him to jump and he asks how high like right he he serves the democrat party it's not like uh it's not like one of those fucking democratic party it's not like one of those cats from like abc who are just like wildly fucking screaming at the camera or msnbc or whatnot i mean christopher wallace isn't is an old school legacy type guy. So he still has some class, but he is like a, a, like he's a good foot soldier for the democratic party. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you, I, so you brought it up and I didn't happen to see, uh, who's, who's going to be moderating the next one. Oh, Steve Scully. So he was a, uh, <laughs> he was a, uh, he interned for Biden and he worked for Ted Kennedy. So real impartial on this one. <laughs> oh shit. 
that's uh, love him or hate him. I definitely hate him. Uh, but I, will, <laughs> I I will say that I do think the media is very unfair in a lot of aspects towards Trump. Oh yeah, I mentioned it. Like, so I, I was uh I I'm uh I'm watching this in a hotel right now because I'm working out of town, and so I watched okay. it in the lobby because my foreman finds finds it hilarious how obsessed with the shit I am. And I'm watching it with this uh this old school Republican, and uh you know he like he gets told what to what to think from Fox News and he rolls with it, and so I'm like, I'm talk I'm talking out loud and I'm like, man, they're not even letting this fucking guy talk. And I said, pardon me, I'm a re- recovering conservative. And he goes, well, I'm a conservative, nothing's wrong with that. And I said, well, you say that, but here's the thing. And I was just talking about fucking how Trump supported red flag laws, take guns first, ask questions later, how, uh, right. how it started with fucking Ronald Reagan and uh, creating a class warfare, making, making it so that only like rich people can own automatic weapons. And like, I went in just to a bunch of different shit of like, this is fucking corrupt and they're all fucking terrible. But uh, it's, I, even as like, um, as self-aware of, uh, of my former biases and uh, how I am now, I they did not let that man talk. Really, yet like the only time he could talk is when he was interrupting Biden. Yeah, and so I don't know. I would I would like to see a debate, even as bad as it would be, is if there was somebody that was truly objective. Uh, microphones got muted, and then they had to talk strictly policy. Like the second, the second people started fucking, you know, uh, the, the second like Trump started talking shit on, on Biden or vice versa, you know, there's, there's some kind of, I don't know, penalty or the debates over switch topics, so, something along that point. Uh, because I really feel that like, I, I, I think voting's a sham and this whole thing's fucking ridiculous, but I really think that, people need to hear the the down and dirty of how their money's going to be spent what's going to happen to them personally uh what their future looks like um and nobody's having that talk well there there is no from the people that are going to control their lives there is no fucking policy with these with these clowns like the the only thing that you're going to get is uh you're not going to get down and dirty policy you're just going to have the american people realize how ill-prepared these fucking assholes are that are trying to seize power, which is, I mean, a better scenario in my opinion. Like if, I mean, I'm not complaining about that. Totally. Like fucking lift the veil on the people. Oh yeah, dude. I honestly, I think a lot of people like, I don't, I don't know. Some, some people that I've talked to that are really kind of getting away from Trump and they're, they're, they're looking for, you know, answers so to speak um which is good the problem is is that they have to find these answers for themselves you know like some people had planted the seeds of of libertarianism in my head but that was the bigger thing of of how i think a lot of people come to the ideas of liberty um they have to they have to arrive there themselves they have to think of these things for themselves and so it takes a truly objective person to, to look at this shit and, you know, fucking, you know, reject 
what everything that they're being seen and, and discover things for themselves. Um, let me look at my notes real quick. I mean, you could see it with, uh, uh, you could see how, how ill prepared and how little they give a fuck about policy just from actually a Trump quote. He said, uh, you had 47 years to make, uh, to make drugs cheaper. He kept bringing up his, his track record of like, I've done more in this many months and you've done in 47 years. You had 47 years yeah, to do this I, and that. And you've done nothing, man. Like the only things that you have to right. show for are some are, are shit you're trying to hide because what you want to, you want to bring out your, your track record on the assault weapons ban and uh, the tough on crime bill, which was inherently racist. Like, I don't think the people, I don't think your party really wants to hear how tough on crime you were back in the nineties and how you targeted black people. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, I, that was something that I actually kind of gave Trump a little bit of props for, um, was he, he brought up the, um, he brought up the 94 crime bill and he really kind of hammered, uh, Biden about it and said, he's like, he's like, he's like, look at what this has done to minority communities. Now, I don't think Trump is necessarily like as racist as the media paints him to be, but I, I, I don't think he gives a fuck about, you know, poor income minority families either. Um, no, fuck no. I think he's just a, so, he's a bumbling idiot uh, who bit off more than he can chew. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it was like, like I, I I thought that was just a really, really weak face for him to bring up the, the 94 crime bill. And I'm like, you say that like you fucking care about any of these people that Joe Biden has fucked over and you don't. And I know that, and everyone knows that, or at least libertarians know that for the most part. <laughs> um, or at least they fucking should, if they call themselves libertarians. Well, you have a, uh, what's her name? Caitlin Bennett, who claims to be a libertarian and oh. who is also claiming Trump is King now. So I don't know. I wouldn't jump yeah, to conclusions. I saw, I saw that shirt. Dude. It's it's state worship. It really is. Um, I uh, I had a conversation with my mom the other day. Uh, it was right after. Uh, this was yesterday. It was right after um, Trump got uh, diagnosed with uh, with COVID. And uh, lol. Thought, yeah. Oh, dude. I was like, I immediately sent out a text message. Was like so. Keep as like as like watch the news because we might be throwing a rager. Everybody needs to be able to take at least three days off work. Dude, have the crabs on standby. Yeah, seriously, man. Like, <laughs> it's it, there. There's if things take a certain turn, there's gonna be a party. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I got I got pretty tanked when when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Oh dude, yeah, I got smashed. <laughs> oh fuck dude i uh but uh, so back back to my point um is there's there's so much state worship that goes on uh like i don't know i i, I was talking to my mom and she like we're talking about rallies and i'm like yeah what kind of fucking psycho goes to these rallies oh no like I, I, I can't never in a million years, like from the way I think now, never in a million fucking years will I ever idolize one of these politicians the way that, you know, Republicans and Democrats do for their own team. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It that is wild. Terrifies me. It's very, it's very, it's nationalistic. It's, it's very, ugh, it's, 
It's very it's, reminiscent it, it of the forties. Like yeah. Yeah. It it honestly it feels like a fucking cult. Um It's the most dangerous religion, man. Yeah. Statism. Yep. But oh. man, uh, I I tell you what, after, after talking to some of the people after the debate, my aunt called me and, uh, it was very like, you need, like people have been telling me constantly and it was surprising come from my own family since they know my beliefs now. I'm very vocal about it, but, uh, it was very, you have to pick a team. You have to pick a dodgeball team and you're back in middle school and you have to pick a dodgeball team. I'm like, look, man, I'm an adult now. I don't have to pick shit. And she was like, well, gun to your head. And I said, I'll die a free man. Like go yeah. fuck like go fuck yourself. I'm not going to pick a team. I'm not like I'm I'm not I'm not a fucking kid anymore. And then she brought up. I I love bringing up. Uh, she's a hard like a hardcore old school Catholic, and I love bringing up God. And she was like, "Look, man, it's 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 a Christian to obey the government." And I said, "Actually, uh, it's it's unChristlike to adhere to uh, a tyrannical government." Or else Hitler would be doing God's work by exterminating the Jews, and the government, <laughs> yeah. And so, and she is like, I said, uh, no king but Christ. Jesus was an anarchist and uh, disrupted the political climate uh, with the Pharisees back in the day. And she just changed the subject quickly. But man, that's my favorite yeah, thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's it's I'm I'm not really so. I think I talked about it on the last episode uh, that I did with Miss Lawless. Um, I, I'm I'm not very religious anymore, and it has nothing to do with God. Uh, it has more to do with um, the people running the the religion, so to speak, running the churches. Uh, man, man is fallible, and we know that. But when there's you know when there's a uh, Catholic priests that that fondle little boys and the church covers it up. I kind of don't want to be associated with the institution anymore. Oh yeah, I get it, man. I mean, like I'm uh, non-denominational. I don't go to church and I just study at home. Yeah, and I can I can definitely respect that. I really can. Um, it's just I don't know. I I most any large organization that there is a man or there are you know people running it um i i probably have a, a a pretty healthy distrust in that particular organization or system because i know people are, are inherently you know greedy and, and and can fuck things up um and so that, uh, you know it's reason why i don't trust big corporations i don't trust the church so to speak and i don't trust uh government um yeah, I, some something I something I remember from the pre-show uh, before before the actual debate is that a lot of those talking heads. I don't know if you watched that part, um, but a lot of the talking heads kept bandying around a phrase: "Trumps America, Trumps America, Trumps America, Trumps America," uh, and it was really more in response to like COVID and, and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I, seen the, I've seen the pictures like the streets are on fire and it says Trump's America and shit like that. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know who, who believes that like the, the, the regime might change its, you know, its face. It might have a new person at, at the wheel 
and uh, a new fancy letter next to their name and they're flying a different color, but it's all the same shit. Right. It doesn't was, matter who you vote for. That was Obama's America too. I, it's so, it's yeah. so funny how quickly we forget Ferguson. Right. And so I, I, I think it's really funny that just, you know, immediately whoever is in office takes the blame for everything that, you know, previous generations have fucked up up to this point. Like that never happened. Yeah. Like a Republican didn't introduce the uh, the Patriot Act, and Obama didn't start, you know, what three more wars totaling out like seven or eight countries and oh, yeah. bombing more brown kids than the guy who started the first, you know, it was like the guy who started the war before him. Oh yeah. Um, you know the 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 war on drugs that's been going for the last forty years since Nixon, the most corrupt president that we ever had. Well, uh, debatably. I, I was gonna say like Nixon was bad. I don't know. There's been a lot of corruption. I, I don't. I don't know if I can place that one. Actually, no. I can. Here's 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 where I'm gonna go with. Uh, All right, stake your claim. Woodrow Wilson. All right. Nope. I concede. Immediately. <laughs> nope. My bad. I'm not gonna fight that one. I. <laughs> I mean, the guy that got us into World War One, the guy that created the IRS and the Federal Reserve and the federal income tax. Yeah, you beat me on that. Yeah, he's he's probably the worst. Yeah, he's he, he's probably the worst. Rest in piss. Yep, fuck that dude. I uh, I make the joke to a lot of people, and some people get it, and some people don't. Um, but if I was ever trapped in a room with uh, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, and uh, Woodrow Wilson, and I only had a gun with two bullets in it, shoot I'd Woodrow shoot Woodrow Wilson, Wilson twice. twice. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Yep, I fuck man. But um, let's see. Going back to going back to debate shit. What was uh What was your favorite moment of the debate? Um, I thought it was pretty funny that Joe Biden uh, kept bringing up the Constitution. Yeah, that like he I he must have said it like three or four times, and and I just I was just I was going what? I was like any like I I I don't believe in the Constitution anymore, and I. I don't think Republicans or Democrats do either for the wrong reasons. It's, uh, um, I think, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. He, he kept mentioning the constitution because the first, the first question of the debate was about replacing, uh, a justice, uh, for the Supreme court. And it's constitutional to have, to have the president uh, nominate someone for the Supreme court but he wants to do the unconstitutional thing and wait for the election to be over. But it's also funny because both sides are being crazy hypocritical about it because the Democrats wanted to do the same thing in 2016 and the Republicans were saying, no, 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 we should wait. Well, then Obama did it anyways. No one batted an eyelash. It ended up getting voted down anyways. But now, now that Trump is doing it, now it's, now it's wrong. Okay. But, but yeah. now that – so the Republicans are saying – Oh no no we 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 should we should that's that's constitutional that's constitutional dude four years ago you were saying that it wasn't so and 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 four years ago the Democrats were saying that it that it was so I mean it, you people people are fucking goldfish and they don't remember that shit but I mean fuck right and the, I hate Ben Shapiro but I do kind of like the way he he debates to a degree um, that that's something that people need to pin whoever whoever they like whoever their candidate is they need to actually 
pin their their candidate and hold them accountable um, to two things that they say. You know, is that you can't say that fucking is like, oh, this is unconstitutional. It's not the way things should be done. You know, at the beginning of your term and at the end of your term, do the exact opposite. Um, you know, the the big thing that I I like about libertarianism and, and being an anarchist is is uh, ideological consistency. Yeah. I appreciate and, it. And and none of these people are consistent on anything. Um that all right, so that actually wasn't my favorite, but I I did think it was uh it was worth noting that they brought up the constitution quite a bit. Yeah. Um one thing that scared me, and it, it is really kind of a line in my sand that I think more and more every day could be uh a very harsh reality is that Trump was talking about um, vaccines and nobody used the word mandatory to my knowledge. Uh, but Trump did say that it seemed like he had some sort of very serious detailed plan on using the military to uh, distribute and administer the, the vaccine. Right. Um, that, that scares the shit out of me, man. It, it does. Cause it could go, it could go one of two ways. So, uh, I had friends who, um, as some of, as, as most of my audience knows, I don't know if you know, I am, uh, an MP in the army national guard. I made a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake. Uh, when I was, oh, 22 and decided I wanted to go law enforcement route, uh, started taking the stepping stones towards that path. And the, this was one of the the lasting effects was I have to do this for like four years because uh, uh-huh. I signed a legal contract with the mafia. So, right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so I have, I still have a lot of MP lieutenant friends and uh, we talk sometimes and they, uh, a couple of them got activated to set up mobile hospitals in the beginning of COVID. That is something that could happen. And that is hopefully the extent of military activation that happens but but very heavy but we also saw at the beginning of the uh of the uh george floyd riots how the mps got activated in minnesota and they were shooting people on their front lawn with less than lethals so that could go one of two ways really fucking tyrannical or hopefully helpful with a hint of tax or wasted tax money um yeah and so that like that that whole george floyd thing was like that blew up so quickly dude i was kind of worried that was it i was like whoa shit this is happening okay um yeah i was sweating that that would be the catalyst because i would probably get activated and i'd have to do some some acts uh that would be defined under uh, a, a very big t word uh that the that the government defines as so I wasn't looking forward to legal fights uh, with the government after the dust settled, but <laughs> yeah. So I, I was really I was hoping. Yeah, I was really hoping that that nothing would kick off until after I got out. But uh, yeah, I've been. I was talking game plan with like some of the leaders in my platoon. Like, hey, what are you uncomfortable if I give this order? Are you uncomfortable with me following with following that? Because I need to know if my platoon's going to get split in half. If I'm like, we're not going with that order. Yeah. But, no, I, I, yeah. There, you, you can't, you can't put a price on being able to live with yourself. Um, and that's, that's the thing is that I think 
go, going off on somewhat of a tangent, uh, the state is our enemy, but not necessarily everybody that works for the state, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, you know, it was like, I don't, I don't see you as, as my enemy, even though, you know, you work for the government. Um, Until November. Yeah, <laughs> that's dope. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, I think, I think a lot of libertarians kind of need to get a little more compassion um, towards, you know, Republicans, Democrats, uh, it, to a degree. Um, but the, they're people, you know, and like uh, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, former law enforcement, former uh, Coast Guard, dude, uh, you know, was like, at one point in his life, you know, believed very, very strongly in the state, uh, and now he doesn't. And so everybody's on their, like, everybody is on a journey somewhere. They might change, you know, as like their destination at some point. Um, and I think, I want this to be peaceful, man. Like I would, I would love nothing more for a peaceful revolution for not a single shot having to be fired. Like that's, that's my fucking wet dream, bro. I, I don't want to have to kill people. <laughs> um, no, I get it, man. Like that's, I'm my, my comfortability will be challenged. And yeah. I know that's a very selfish thing to say, but it, that's the, you know, that's my immediate thing is my comfortability is going to be threatened. And a lot of people are going to fucking die. So like, you know, there's that too. Uh, yeah. So if, if I, peaceful I, I, is a peaceful is a goal. Yeah. But at, at, the, at the same time, you know, there, there are lines in the sand um, and swinging it back to, to vaccines. That is one for me. If all of a sudden that there's a mandatory vaccine, whether like, like you said, I really hope that it's something of like a voluntary mobile hospital. They're like, Hey, we're just here for support. You know, that's all we're doing. Um, that would be dope. Like that would be the best of the worst case scenarios. Worst case scenarios is that they, you know, do like in the military and, and they cordon off, you know, like a city block or a, or a suburban neighborhood or something like that. And they cordon and knock and fucking do, you know, it was like administer vaccines to everybody in the house, you know, at one time, regardless of whether, whether or not, you know, you want it. Um, that's going to like, if that worst case scenario happens, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's my body. It's my choice you're not sticking me with a needle full of some fucking mystery fluid. Um, regardless, you know, I'm, I'm going to be dead before that happens. Right. So speaking of uh, potentially violent situations, um, we've had, we've had uh, Donald Trump in the past say that he is not going to have a peaceful transition um, from the presidency. Uh, I, uh, Dave Smith did get, uh, bring up uh, a fun, po a funny point on that was that there was no tran there was no transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration, and it was, uh, you know, as we all know, a, a deep state attempted political coup using the system to overthrow a seated president. Um, I mean, I don't care regardless, but it did happen, and it is a frightening thing to witness. Now, this has lasting effects, and we have. Uh, the seated president say that he will refuse to peacefully transition power if he loses the election. And he, and I don't know anything about the proud boys. I don't know if they're 
a white supremacist group or if they're a, uh, if they are a, a victim of the media like we were. I know I talked to a personal friend of mine the other day and he said that he has met uh, black people who are proud boys and they're just a conservative militia group. But he did, in fact, tell them to stand down and stand by. Uh, and uh, coupled with comments of refusing to have a peaceful transition, do you think that could be a catalytic event of a, of a, um, hot, of a hot asymmetric war in the streets? I definitely do. Uh, point, plain and simple, Trump's team has more guns. Um, and so I, that would, that, honestly, I, I've, I've talked with some, with some friends of mine. I view that as being way more likely to be a catalyst for some kind of um, coup or civil conflict. Uh, that's the more likely scenario is that if Trump loses or Trump just uh, and, and refuses to get out of office, um, I think his followers are fanatical enough to, to actually do something about it. Um, as far as the media actually painting Proud Boys as, uh, as white supremacists and white nationalists and, and, and whatever, I, I don't know about the white supremacist thing. Maybe it's a possibility. I don't have enough information to say there. Um, I would definitely say that they are nationalist, which is almost just as dangerous under the right circumstances. Right. Um, basically, you know, is like if – you know, uh, uh, Americans that are nationalists, they kind of view, they still view America as being number one in the world. And so if you're, if you're not American, but you're living in America to those nationalists, you're garbage. Yeah. You're garbage. You're, 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 you're less than human. You're and that's leech. the making of, of, a very, very ugly civil conflict um, is when, you know, it's like people want, uh, it was like when, when you're viewing it through their eyes, people want what you have uh, and you view them as less than human uh, and a threat to you, they're going to respond to that threat accordingly. Um, so jo like Joe Biden, I think brought up, uh, the idea of civil war, um, before way before Trump has, like, it was like a month ago or something like that. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you've been, it was like just to Democrats and Republicans, this is the dumbest idea you ever had. So you're a big proponent of gun control and yet you're telling people to fucking like go out and com like commit a civil war. Well, you know, the dude's like, a bro, fucking your team idiot, doesn't man. have guns. What are you doing? He doesn't think anything fucking through. It's like when he threatened that fucking iron worker to kick his ass. Like, okay, Oh dude, yeah, dude, that was funny as shit. You're 80 was like, years old and this is a fucking iron worker. Like dude's a meathead. And like, you can tell through his jacket, he's stacked. Call off your yeah. cronies and he'll fucking punch a hole through your face. Like yeah, dude, dude doesn't uh, think anything through. That was that was some wild fucking shit to me when I was like, damn, dude, Joe used to be a gangster back in the day, but he doesn't realize that he's an old man now. Yeah, dude. Fucking I was low-key kind of hoping that like Joe Biden would swing on this dude. Oh, dude, that'd be fucking hilarious. Reliving the days of corn pop, my hairy legs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That would have that would have been golden. Like if if you saw like Biden just wind up for a haymaker and this dude just drops his ass. Dude. Like, I would I, I would have started to go fund me right then and there for that dude's legal fees. Oh fuck yeah, dog. That would <laughs> sweet. Did more for the Liberty community than anyone ever. Right? But uh I was like, damn dude, what a badass. I will say if uh if a if a hot asymmetric warfare kicks off, um between 
between the left and the right. Uh, I wouldn't fucking pick a side, but uh, it could definitely be used to smokescreen some Liberty activities. It would still be, uh, it would be useful for us. We could use it, but I'm not going to get into that on, on, on the show. I just, what, what are your thoughts on that? Here's, here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Um, Republicans don't see us as, as, uh, as their friend, so to speak. Neither side Republicans or Democrats are are very tolerant people. Um, So I don't think that they would come for libertarians first. I just like, but we would still be on that list. Um, Yeah. You know, it's like, we, we don't, we don't support Democrats. We don't support, support Republicans. So anybody that's not them is an enemy. So as far as, as far as an asymmetrical, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's where camouflage comes in. You go on one side, you wear a MAGA hat, and you burn the IRS down. Then you cross the lines, put on an Antifa yeah. hat, and burn a burn a police station. Allegedly in Minecraft for legal reasons, this is a joke. Pure, purely at the academic <laughs> scholarly level, uh, we're not advocating for this. It's just no. a conversation that uh, is... Hypothetical strategy on. Yeah. talking on an academic level. But... That's a that's a real thing that could I mean that's something that could be used. It it could be um and I don't know I, I, like I don't want to get into into the, the the ins and outs of uh of asymmetrical warfare. Um Yeah, I I don't know. All right, tough question, I, my bad. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh you know, it's just God, there's so much that goes into it. It's it's a tough you know, road it, ahead. Real, it really is. And I'm like, uh, Seaburn boy on on Instagram. He he and I kind of have have similar opinions in the idea that you know, I was like, I want to be left out of this. I like, I want to be left alone. If you bring the fight to my doorstep and make me fight, I'm going to. But until then, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and you know, it was like. Turn turn the other cheek as much as I can. I can I can take a lot of shit, but fuck, dude. It, yeah, I don't know. This you heard it here, folks. The spicy boy just wants to grill. He just wanted to grill. Yeah, <laughs> I do, man. Like I, I want to be left alone. I want I, I want to go somewhere where people forget about me, so I can stop paying taxes. That's my dream, dude. Fuck yeah, that's my last card to play. The only reason why I pay taxes now is because my wife doesn't want me to go to prison. Little does she know they will not take me. I have seen it. Uh, I'm not interested. Yeah. No, I, I, I've said the same uh, <laughs> funny tangent. One of my friends uh, that knows, you know, about all of this, he was like, he was like you, ever, uh, you ever think that you was like, somebody might, uh, like, SWAT you? I was like, SWAT me? Like, send a SWAT team to my house? He goes, yeah. And I was like, that's a bad idea, bro. He goes, why is that? And I was like, because I'm not going to jail. Dude, that just happened to a college freshman. I can't remember what university it was, but they, uh, she was like fucking, it was like three in the morning. I think she was like 18. She's a freshman. And they bust through her door and she wakes up with like five guns in her face drawn. Like her friends thought it would be funny to swat her. And it's like, yo, you have you, you like you've, you've turned on a TV in, since June, right? Like, you know what's happening like in the him. world right now, correct? That's a horrible yeah. fucking idea. 
and here's here's the wild fucking thing to me is that I'd be willing to bet that a bunch of those college chicks probably turn around and say dumb shit like all cops are bastards. I'm like, well, then why did you, like, like, then why did you call the fucking cops on your friend as a joke in the first place? If you really think that all cops are bastards and they might kill your friend, like you called the hit squad yeah, on them. That's attempted murder, dog. That's yeah, like, like you're a piece fuck. of shit. And to, and to the cops that actually showed up with a fucking SWAT team, like, you guys didn't research your target at all and be like, yo, this is an 18-year-old college girl. Maybe we don't need a SWAT team. Like, let's, let's, like, let's check her Facebook. Oh, she's not posting anything that would label her a domestic terrorist or a spicy patriot, if you will. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we just send, like, a couple of detectives to go talk to her and see what's up. Maybe that's a bigger thing. Um, yeah, no, like, that is, here we go shitting on cops. Um, <laughs> that, like, that's something else is that, like, the girls, like, the girls who do that are, like, the people who do that are fucked up, and they, they have no right to, to say that all cops are bastards. But then it really does kind of prove the point that all cops are bastards because they'll send a fucking SWAT team for some dumb shit like that. It's like I always tell, it's like I always tell people, I'd say, I'd say about half of them suck. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe I'm lowballing it. Maybe I'm highballing it. And that's, and the person on the other end of the conversation is it determines whether or not I'm lowballing it or highballing it. Uh, but I'd say about half I have, I have friends who are still, you know, cops and they, they, they think that's the only way they can serve the community and they don't know any better. And I'm slowly trying to radicalize, uh, but you got to take baby steps when it comes to cops. Uh, because I mean, yeah, I the, I had a uh, a fucking jarring experience that shook me to my core, and that's why I I fucking lost faith. Um, and that was coupled with like good timing by Bloody Revolutions page, uh, because he came across a like a uh, a gun page a gun page that I really liked, shared a post by him, and that was coupled with like a bunch of other outside factors and all the stars aligned. Not everyone is as lucky as me in the law enforcement community. So you got to take these baby steps to really like nudge them in the right direction until they fall off a fucking cliff and dive into alcoholism because they realize what a horrible mistake they've been doing their whole life. I E me. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm, I'm somewhere in, in between on that. Um, I don't necessarily think like I, I I do think that the institution that protects all these cops are definitely awful. Um is 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 average Joe dipshit officer driving around in his patrol car um uh, a a bad person? Not necessarily. But I I have such a heavy distrust for every single one of them that I'm not going to I'm not going to really give them the time of day or anything like that. I get uh, that. I, I'm trying to remember. I, you, you probably saw it. It, it was pretty popular. Uh, there was a cop that um, very rare, like within the last six months uh, was in his, in his patrol car and he had a couple uh, really nice rifles in, in view. And he's talking about, he's like, Oh, you know, I, I, I want to do the right thing when I was in the military. And, so I joined the police force because I, I, you know, doing doing the right thing and this and that. And he's like, and I, I believe myself to be a constitutional cop, and you know, I'm getting a lot of orders to to break the constitution that go against the constitution. 
Um, and so I really think that governors and, and, and other cops, you know, is like really need to take a step back and reevaluate their positions. And he posted this video, uh, like on Facebook or YouTube or some shit. Yeah. And it took uh, off and exploded. Yeah, dude, like 5 million views within like 72 hours or some shit like that. It was fucking wild. Uh, and he got fired. Yeah. They tanked he, uh, him. They, yep. They, they, they told him and for like his opinions are not nearly as radical as mine or probably yours are no uh, but he was dare i say one of the better cops uh and so they 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 gave him the ultimatum take down the video or you're not gonna have a job uh and he stood his ground and he didn't take the video down but they fired the cop so, and so that that's why i don't trust them by and large and that's why I, I think a lot of them are bad was you know where where was the outpouring from this guy's fellow police officers to i don't know maybe go and arrest the chief of police maybe yeah. go and arrest you know it was like the people that actually made the decision and said no this guy's one of us you're not fuck you right happen and so you had a couple of bad cops that ganged up and fucked over the good cop. And then you had a bunch of silent cops, Yep, bunch of cops who didn't do anything. And I, I I've had this argument with, with a lot of the bootlickers in, in my own personal life. Um, you know, the, these guys get funneled and it's, it's tragic to a degree, but it's also their fault to a degree. It, these guys, you know, it's like their, their paycheck is attached to something. And so they try and kind of like do the bare minimum to not step on toes, but keep their job. Right. And it's not that they're necessarily bastards, but that does make them spineless. And I don't have very, very much respect for that. Oh yeah. Um, I, I would love nothing more if cops actually took a hard stance and said, no, we're it was like, you know, every, every time one of these laws are, are introduced, uh, that goes against the Constitution or violates civil liberties. Uh, how about the cops actually arrest those politicians and say, "No, this clearly get, goes against your oath of office, and it goes against mine to enforce it." Fuck you! You're going to jail. Like that would restore my faith in police. Um, but that doesn't happen. And so, until something like that happens, and it happens on a mass scale, I don't. I. I don't trust all cops. I definitely think that a lot of them or the vast, vast majority of them are, are not good people. They're not your allies. Um, fuck, no, dude, that, we got way off topic. I get, I, I, well, I, okay, so this is, uh, it's, it's funny because this is a nice transition in the next, uh, in the next segment. Uh, unless you have it, unless you want to go back to debates. Uh, no, no, go, go ahead, man. No, so, uh, um, in my last agency, uh, they actually had an entire uh an entire uh department dedicated to finding whistleblowers and so that's why i had to do all my shit anonymous i wish i could have done more and i wish i you know i i if if i if i didn't have someone to take care of i probably would have been doing more things instead of running my mouth i was very public and open about my opinions in fact i told uh, the deputy warden that prison should be torn apart brick by brick starting with this facility and that half of them who didn't who are in who are nonviolent offenders should be released, and the others should be shot in the yard. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I you know my show was uh, I mean anchor fucked me. If you really are curious about what my real name is, it's on the show. B 
because anchor fucked me yeah. but i tried to keep my shit anonymous as best i could and uh i'm thank god that most government employees are god awful at their jobs but that's the, the the fact still remains is that there's an entire department in my last agency dedicated to finding whistleblowers who are just trying to get the truth out and trying to um you know talk about horrible corrupt things that happen in these in the wire and behind these these stone walls and uh you know they just get punished for it instead of questioning are we doing something wrong are we uh are we the bad people in this situation uh they're just going to silence you by firing you and you know taking your paycheck and you know taking any chance of providing for your family yeah it, it, it exactly and it's funny that you mentioned that because that reminds me um i think it was on police the police uh there was, a, there was a cop that finally got busted after years uh, for planting evidence. And this guy had, this guy had over 100 victims that they know of. He was a police officer, and he was arrested for planting drugs. Uh, and he was caught by somebody that like, had to, uh, their job was to review uh, the badge cam, uh, the, 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 the body camera footage. Right. And she saw him planting drugs in this kid's car reported it and then she got fired and she went through all kinds of fucking appeals uh to get her job back and eventually i believe she did and and the cop uh ended up getting fired i don't believe he got jail time i'd have to look that up uh in maryland that's a misdemeanor and didn't that happen yeah. to, didn't that happen to a guy in la who ended up just like he he went he did the a similar thing where he outed a dirty cop and got fired and then he went through a bunch of appeals and they they yeah. told, they told him no, so he just started executing cops. Oh, dude, that was Chris Dorner. Chris fucking Dorner, Saint Saint Dorner, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I fucking love like, D- Dave Chappelle talked about it on one of yeah. his specials. They're like, Mr. Chappelle, uh, we're we're coming here to protect you, and he goes, Dude, I don't need your fucking protection. I'm, I'm fine. He mentioned me in very positive light in his letter. I'm worried about you, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, you take care of yourselves. No, but yeah, uh, there was a there's a big movement. Um, most of the people who listen to the show uh, from the beginning know I worked for the Missouri Department of Corrections, and um, there was the uh, there was a a big push. Um, what the uh, the director? I'm not gonna out her name, but like the director at the time uh, went to a golfing tournament and she was drinking in public, uh, wearing the department's logo. It's a big no-no. People have been fired in the past for it, but since she's in charge, she's you know untouchable. And a lot of people spoke out against it and lost their jobs for speaking out against it. Well, then uh, there was a big movement of people who would retire and then the next day write the governor saying like, "Hey, this person's a corrupt piece of shit. She should be outed." And uh, I'm pretty sure she's still in charge. Um, she is. She is. Uh, she has like gotten rid of her assist like her uh deputies she's gotten rid of like people anyone who speaks out against her who challenges her for doing the wrong thing and you know i i talk a lot about hey this is the caliber of person that they hire for the state but this is the caliber of person that they hire to run state departments is someone who is a mini tyrant on her own level running a small like you know like as small scale as a state department of corrections agency is, I mean, it's the entire state agency and she's running it and she's, you know, doing like, she's breaking her own rules and firing people. Anyone who, who speaks up against her. That's my prison corruption for the day. What are your thoughts? 
I mean, disappointing, but not surprised at all, man. Uh, absolutely. I get that power. a lot. <laughs> it, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how long you've, you've been in the, in the Liberty movement. Um, I'm, I'm relatively new to it, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I've called myself a Republican most of my life, but I've really been more of a minarchist. Um, I was introduced to the, the idea of uh, laissez-faire, leave alone government in high school. Uh, and I, and I really kind of believed that, but I, I did, I didn't understand marrying that concept with our current government. Um, so yeah, that's uh, disappointed, but not surprised. Uh, you know, you, you, all, you always hear about corruption, but you never think that'll happen to, to your team. Um, I mean, it's always, it's always like, I, I don't think I can hear anything more surprising. And every story I hear is, is more, it's, it's like, Oh, wow. They did that. Okay. Like, I'm not surprised now that I hear it, but I am like, I didn't expect it. Um, and that was actually like it dumbass me. Um, that was like right when I got into the agency, like very beginning scandal. Number one, right. A month out of the Academy. It, it, isn't it isn't it kind of jarring to feel like did that get did that give you any second thoughts when you uh when when you heard that because you said you know uh a, a month after you joined that 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 kind of scandal uh came to light did that that shake your faith a little bit or i had a i had a very be the change you want to you want to see mentality at the time until like until my my uh belief in the state was like uh one could say like violently stripped away from me uh like jarringly stripped away from me it was very like just keep your head down like be the change you want to be rise the ranks change what you want to change like things can be changed in the inside mentality and a lot of people do believe that still it's very unfortunate you're not going to win like i promise you right right i uh like i i tried to do that in the army i became an officer and haven't changed shit so like you you can't change anything i tried to make I didn't like how I was treated when I was enlisted. So I wanted to help them out and it hasn't fucking helped. Like you won't change anything. You're not going to, it's a, it's an inherently flawed system. So it's not going to be helped. It, you can't put a bandaid on a bullet wound, you know? Right. Um, gosh, it, you can't, I don't know. Like, you can't put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, but you can pack the wound. There's a lot of things you can do, but you're still going to have scar tissue when you're done with it. Well, it's, the same it's what way the country's been doing since the beginning is packing the packing the wound. Fuck, it all started with right. the Whiskey it, like, Rebellion. At, at, at this point, I don't know, man. I I kind of think America's on, on life support. I've, I've been calling it for, for, I don't know, probably the last year. Yeah, same. I, I don't think that America as we know it is going to exist by like 2050. Oh, for for sure. Um, I I uh I had a I had a uh, well, I'm not allowed to call it that anymore. Actually, your show had to had to change its name because of that word. But uh, I yeah, I put yeah. I put up a Burlington Coat Factory uh uh countdown clock, and uh a lot of people were putting it like three months, five months ish. I mean, do you got a call on that? Uh. This election is looking pretty spicy, but I I don't necessarily think that anything is going to necessarily come of it. Okay. Uh, at, at least maybe that's m- me being hopeful. I would honestly say that we'll pro- like uh, unfortunate, but I think we'll we'll probably see um, a 
pretty large civil conflict within the next 10 years. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. Okay. Well, what, what would you say? Oh, dude, I can call it. I mean, fuck. I'm I former Intel analyst and political science major. Like I'm doom and gloom at all times, bud. I'm fucking... Oh no, man. I, I, I am too. Um, like I, I feel like I'm kind of ready to go at any moment. Like I could turn on the news or get a text message and say like, Hey dude, shit's popping off. I'd be like, all right, well, cool. go disappointed, not surprised. Uh, I'm checking little sky is falling like constantly. <laughs> yeah, man. Like if ugh, there's, there's a, within the prepping community, there's a guy that has a YouTube channel. Um, it's like bear prepper, some shit like that. I can't remember his name, but some, yeah, I fucking love he, preppers. They're wild. They are dude. But some, some of them, I don't know. Some of them are pretty keyed into a lot of different things. Uh, basically he said, he's like, dude, if you watch the news and in the course of like, if, if at the start of 2020 to the end of 2020, you didn't have a quote unquote close call where you didn't have all your shit in your truck and you're like, you know, ready to bug out to wherever the fuck it is you're going. Um, you're probably not paying attention, uh, oh, yeah. very well. And I, I definitely agree, dude. Like we've, we've had a lot of that since, uh, since the beginning of the year, whether, you know, it's like, whether it was war with, uh, Iran. Yep. That like, that was January. We, we fucking blew up, uh, Suleimani, uh, what, like middle, middle to end of January. Oh yeah. That I seems I like forever wife, like, ago. I told my wife, like, get ready. I'm going to get a call like yeah i'm now yeah dude like it does does not surprise me like i i knew a couple of guys that were in the military they're like dude we're thinking about running because fuck this yeah dude i don't want to fucking like can you imagine another 20 years and and the iranians are crazy they they electrocuted a swamp uh and killed a platoon of their own soldiers to kill a company of iraqis like during their conflict they they don't give a fuck dude I don't want to fight that. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude, I don't want to fight them either. Uh, one, because there would almost certainly be another draft. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of Republicans don't aren't very educated. It's just my observations on this. They think that Iran is some third world podunk fucking country like Afghanistan or Iraq after we fucked it up. Uh, Iran has their own military. Iran, Iran is their own functioning country. They, they, they might not be, you know, like as big and bad as the United States, but they have an actual military that we would have to fight against. Right. And I, mean, I, like, I don't about, think we're... You talk about podunk military from Afghanistan, like we're still there. Imagine a conventional, yeah, like, conventional dude, fight. Fucking kid, kids that don't know how to read are picking up rifles that are as big as they are and going out and fucking up the U S military. And I shouldn't say fucking up like, but they're making is like, they're making their lives more difficult. Like, yeah, like a, a, some insurgent cell might get killed, but that just creates two or three more insurgent cells. Like it's, it's, it's literally almost the definition of a Hydra. They they take out one guy and it like it splinters everything else into a bunch of little fucking factions that they're now fighting. And we've been there for you know for twenty years and and we haven't won. Again against people with you know some of the oldest fucking barely functioning equipment versus you know the United States military that funnels trillions of dollars into the war uh, war effort. 
and we can't win. Like, what's, what's a conventional military going to do to us? And especially when allies like, you know, Russia or China or North Korea or anybody else that you know, has, has a stake in the Middle East starts fucking us up, too. Oh, man. It's going to be uh... – that and that was January. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that was January. And since then, you know, we, we've had uh, – let's see, also in January, um, we had uh, – that big ass uh, Second Amendment rally in Virginia. That was tight. You know, I, I I remember that was that was a pretty big moment where everybody was talking about different CBRN stuff because they were worried about uh, yeah they were about going to like a two way rally and getting tear gassed and dragged off to the metaphorical gulag. Yeah, um, which I thought was funny. Good and bad came from that. One, a lot of people became. Uh, a little more knowledgeable uh, and prepared as far as getting, you know, stuff like that, which is good. Um, but then those people still showed up to the rally and I'm like, Hey, if you're worried about getting tear gassed, maybe don't go to the place where tear gas is most likely to be deployed. It's uh, yeah, it's been a year, man. <laughs> so I don't know. Like there, there was that. And it, it, it seems like America has kind of just jumped from one small potential catalyst for a civil war to the next, you know, it was like yep. we had, we had COVID and we had moms that were getting arrested in parks, like, you know, empty parks with her, with their children for not wearing masks. COVID was I when I had a, my bug out bag ready. That was when I had, we had all our shit loaded in a bug out plan. Cause we thought there yeah, was going to be like checkpoints. Cause there was like talk of it. There was talk of like checkpoints and yeah. like the, 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 after the state's going to lock down, like, like that's it like it's going to be a lockdown it's going to be enforced by police and military and i was I, like yeah, that's dude. that's when all my shit was packed up and i and i remember a lot of republicans started really looking at uh uh cops in a, in a very different way they started looking at cops more like the gestapo more more like libertarians see the police right um and it was it was nice to like for a second to see that maybe we could change a lot of their minds and realize that cops aren't their friends. Um, but that kind of, that went away pretty quickly uh, after like, it really divided people again on, uh, on George Floyd. Um, and I don't know, this, this whole year has been wild. And so if anything, it proves kind of that state indoctrination has worked so well that they can change like they can show you, they can show the American people one thing and a lot of people will like agree or disagree with it, whichever way. And then they can show them, you know, something completely opposite and people will flip their, uh, their perspectives real quickly. Oh yeah, dude. And well, so it, it, it brings it back to the whole idea of uh, consistency. That's the only thing we have. Yeah, it really is. Any other thoughts for the for the folks out there? Um, no, that's it. I don't, I don't think I have anything to plug. Uh, I feel hey, pretty yeah. good about it. I don't know about you. Oh, I, I, hey, I had a lot of fun. Stay, stay consistent, you motherfuckers. I'm, I'm, uh, I was blessed with, uh, with talking to Spicy Patriot. You can find him on Instagram as such, and you can find him on Anchor and what other, what other uh, platforms are you on? For redacted radio uh, so 
I am the host of Redacted Radio. You can find me on Anchor or Instagram or um, Anchor or Spotify. Spotify is probably the number one place to find it. Uh, and then, yeah, Instagram uh, is really the best place to to reach out to me. Don't go to Twitter because I'll probably take like a week to get back to you. Other than that, yeah, that's that's it for me, man. Uh, thank thanks for having me on. Of course. I'm Jay Flintlock from Flintlocks for Freedom. Uh, you can find me there. And that's it. Uh, fuck Parlor. And peace. We the animals take